Hey everybody, welcome back to another edition of the Creative Imbalance Podcast. Like always, I am your host Sean Siriani, and we have a really great talk for you today. Today on the show, I'm joined with singer, songwriter, visionary, and many other things. Her name is Story, and she's been dropping a whole slew of amazing tracks, and even been recently nominated for a Juno Award. So big congrats to Story. Also, her album will be released this week, and there are two launch dates and shows around it. First one's right here in Toronto on Thursday, the 20th of February at the Lula Lounge, and the second one's in Montreal on the 22nd at Bar La Riz. So definitely, if you're in the area, I recommend you guys checking this out. She's something really special. Also, right now, if you check out her tracks, or, or even YouTuber named Story, that's Story with two R's, Each one of her new tracks has these amazing music videos, and the most recent one from last week, Money Ain't Free, it touches on a true story of her life, of using her music and her wonderful songwriting talents to break away from her life as an exotic dancer and working in the sex industry. Story is so unique, and on this episode, you're going to hear her tale, and I just want to say I really love this interview, and... I want to thank her for being just so open. Like this one is just full of soul, honesty, as we talk about art in her life. And you'll hear me at the end. Uh, I uh, I think I mentioned I even felt like I could have made this a longer interview. And to let you guys know, uh, when I record these at the Talk Shoe Studio, I get an hour of time. And uh, we started a little bit late. And I believe this one's about 45 minutes, the interview-wise. And yeah, just right at the end, I felt like I was still full of questions and everything, but um, definitely we'll be following Story's journey and like our past guests be posting when they drop new songs or have a show coming up and down the road, I'd be definitely down to do a part two of this interview. With that being said, if you're listening to this on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, TalkShoe, or any of your favorite podcast listening apps, I want to let you know that each and every one of these episodes has its own homepage at www.girthradio.com. Over there, you'll see pictures of me and Story in the studio, links to the music videos I've been talking about, where you can find her music, and where you can purchase tickets to her upcoming album release shows. All right? But I think that's all I got to say for now. But actually, a quick thank you for checking out last week's uh, Q&A episode. thought I'd do something different. And I was actually going to take a week off. And leading up to that episode, you guys didn't know that, but uh, a couple of my regulars um, sent me some really nice messages saying how they look forward to these episodes every week. How they love to have it on their commute to work. And even look forward to listening to this like at a certain time around things. And um, it really touched me. And even though I didn't have any banked interviews, I just felt like out of my appreciation to give you guys something. But um, we're back into its regular format. The show isn't about me. It's, it's about my guests. And there's a bigger picture to these episodes that I think is going to unfold in the new year. And I just want to say I'm really excited to push towards this ultimate goal. But I don't want to jinx it, so that's it. Again, we got an onslaught of new interviews coming at you. We're back in the regular format. But uh, yeah, very long story short, thanks for rocking with me. It inspires me to keep going and build towards the ultimate picture. But with that being said, we're going to get into this great one. So, without further ado, here's Story coming at you right now! 
Nation. I never heard feedback like that before. Did you hear that? No, I've never heard that. Either. Yeah. <laughs> We're haunted today in the studio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Spooky. It's the 13th. Ah, yes. Thursday. The th- it's almost Friday the 13th. <laughs> <laughs> almost Valentine's. Is it Valentine's? No, Valentine's tomorrow. Day is tomorrow, too. That's yeah. a spooky day, too. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I don't want to get into my political views on that, because today we have story on... Um, I'm really excited to talk to you, um, just kind of uh, going through your website and everything and seeing like from your articles to all your music videos to uh, I got excited you were coming to as a you're somebody who projects a lot of truth and soul. And I noticed uh, like the conversations I have people who are like very open or turn into like the best episodes I ever have. You're so, so sweet. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. I, I want to say too, um, lots of um, artists and creatives themselves, they do listen to these episodes as well. And I want them to check out your website too, because there's a certain like simplicity to it, but also has so much substance in a way from telling your story to promoting your work and everything. And uh, I was impressed, but I also love how I also found this article that says you just got a computer five years ago. Is that true? Yes. Yeah, that's amazing. So you're like almost like killing it with the social media stuff and also new to um, that whole world in a way. Exactly. Yeah. And um, what made you want to jump into this wild west of social media and everything? Is it the music that's... Yeah, yeah. Um, Honestly, I don't think I'd have social media if I didn't have a business like this that required it. Yeah. Um, But prior to having a computer, I actually wasn't allowed to have a computer. Oh, okay. Um, My ex basically just never let me go online. He didn't let me have social media. He didn't let me uh, read even. Oh my God. So I kind of lived under a rock and that's kind of why I'm super new to this. It wasn't really a huge choice of mine. Yeah, so it sounds like almost like his insecurity was trying to keep you from I don't know, I guess sharing your gift into the world in a way, or whether it's music or yeah, everything. Sure. Oh, that's that's so heartbreaking. But yeah. I don't know. It's com- it's coming out now and it's uh it's amazing work and I wanna get to that, but I just kinda wanna go back in time where I was reading also like you I relate to this, you grew up and you said your household wasn't very like artistic, but you had like almost this creative soul in your in yourself as well and uh yeah when when did you realize that you really needed to i i don't know if going against the grains is the right word for it or just like really embrace those things um i did always feel like i was the oddball for sure yeah um like the black sheep in a way um but I actually got a lot of admiration for it. Like my parents and my family and my cousins and everybody really looked up to me because I was kind of weird, but I didn't really think about it in a bad way. Like I really loved the fact that I was weird. Yeah. You like being like the individual, you know? Yeah, exactly. The trailblazer. Yeah. That's really, really cool. And uh, also like I read that later on in your teen years, you went and uh, started studying opera and 
I did. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I did. Were you uh, dabbling in music prior to that at all? Or? I taught myself how to sing growing up. I've been singing since I could sing my ABCs, you know? Like, wow. I don't remember a time in my life without singing. Um, I wrote my first song, I think, at like eight or nine years old uh, for my parents. Then, yeah, I think I had... So I went into college. I, I I went to Montreal for five years. And I went to my last three years of high school. I studied at FACE, which is like an art school. And we did, you know, I played violin in orchestra. And then I, uh, we would have theater as well. So we'd put on two plays a year. And there was choir. And I do all like the the leads and you know solos and stuff and then we also had an art class and that was in on in addition to all our other classes and then uh, I went to Sejap which is like college out there and I auditioned for Jazz Voice but um, back then they forced you to do one year of classical before you could go into jazz and I was very upset about it I didn't want to study classical and uh, they were like no you have to do it um so I didn't really practice. And my teacher was like, listen, you could be the next Maria Callas. What are you doing? Yeah. Just practice. So I did. And then I decided to actually stay in it. Ah, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's always interests me, like, because uh, I feel like creative is so, like, free-flowing. And especially, like, in your heart at that time, you're like... You wanted to do the jazz immediately, but like with school, it almost like coincides that where they're like, "No, you have, you must do this step before you embrace this other step." And mm. yeah, it's just an interesting dynamic. Uh, I always hear about people like taking different arts or whatever they have. They don't really let you like free flow in a way. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, but honestly, I actually am very happy that it happened because it taught me to use my voice in a way that I probably would have never explored had I not done that. Yeah, that's that's awesome then too. And um, you also were writing songs at the time, right? Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I read you wrote hundreds that <laughs> haven't seen the light of day or anything. No. Well, I had written um, you know music growing up and then... Uh, I had met my ex-boyfriend and we had worked together for a long time and he stole all my music um, when wow. we separated. So he took all the hard drives and everything. And uh, that was like hundreds of songs. And I just let it go. And I was almost not going to do music anymore. I, I went to India. I went to study yoga. I was going to open up a, you know, a vegan restaurant with my aunt and teach yoga and stuff. And all the omens were telling me to go back to doing music. And that was like five years ago. So I came back to Canada and I uh, started rewriting and recataloging. And now I have over a hundred songs again. So yeah, it's a lot of music being written. And, but coincidentally, you know, I only put out my first single last year, you know, May yeah, yeah. 31st, 2019. So yeah. And as unfortunate as as him like taking your hard drive and everything um it seems like you kind of went on like this soul searching journey through that like of breaking away from that um did you feel like um maybe that's bringing like a certain uh, or like a different kind of like energy into your newer stuff or like just from living and like experience and a hundred percent like i even if you wanted to give me those hard drives back, I wouldn't want them. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. it was a different time in my life. And also, I realized that, um, you know, I didn't really believe in chakras before. Like, I didn't really understand what it meant. And I still don't really understand it, but... 
um, they say that when you're lying and when you're in like um, your your throat chakra closes up and during the time that I was with my ex I was lying about my life I was living like a double life oh that's so interesting you know? and I feel like my ability to sing back then was not anywhere near where where it is now that I have reopened and 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 like reopened my spirit and and I'm no longer lying and I'm I'm just fully being my authentic authentic self wow that's that's crazy like uh it's it's so cool like to hear that as well like how you actually physically like felt that lesson you know where of so like yeah i am i'm kind of like you were like i've i've read on like chakras and stuff like that i'm not like too deep into it but i love hearing stuff like that and uh gee the last interview i had was um i had a shaolin monk on as well and he was uh we didn't really talk about this on the the mic but um afterwards uh we were messaging back and forth and he was telling me just about like paying attention to certain energies and stuff and like almost like you said like how your throat was closing like um almost he was telling me if there's something wrong or you're in a way like lying to yourself you can feel it in different parts of your body so it's Mm -hmm. it's amazing this has been like a a common theme coming up now it's like uh i'm learning so much from meeting people like you and him about that stuff and it's turning into like a conscious thing yeah cool yeah and um one article i loved um reading on your website as well is uh about your your trip um after you left that relationship too and it seemed like you had a moment where you're just like i don't give a fuck i just need something different i need an adventure and to the point where your mom was worried about you and you're like i don't care if i go out here die etc etc and just (laughs) did it and uh, (laughs) super dramatic yeah (laughs) but it's like i feel like sometimes people have those moments where it's like um you can get pinned down so much and you just need a release in a way and um, do you feel like that whole like trip was that for you 100 percent. my life changed 180 after that trip like i was so i was just so like i don't know what you would even call it like my i was at my lowest point lowest point Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was definitely at my lowest point. And I didn't know how to get out of it. You know, like I had been lying to my entire family and friends about, you know, the situation with my ex. He had been pimping me and I was in a strip club and like he was taking all my money and abusing me. And I nobody knew that, yeah, you know, other yeah. than me. And so living with that and not knowing if they were going to disown me, you know, um, my ex left me with a huge debt to my mother that I had to repay. I'm like, how am I going to do this? Like he left me with nothing but the clothes on my back you know and so I just needed to get away I and you know I had just discovered yoga like I just started doing yoga like two months before I decided I was going to go to India to study yoga Mm -hmm. I had never done it before but it had I don't know it was just calling me like India was calling me and so I went out there for three months and I couch surfed and I stayed in people's homes you know, and they yeah. embraced me, and I just listened to the omens, and I 
you know, I'm not a religious person, but I went to every temple, mosque, church, whatever, and I prayed and I just asked that the universe would guide me in the best direction that it needed me the most. I didn't know what direction that was, but I just said, just guide me and I will be of service. And um, as I was going through my trip, I met this person in my uh, yoga teacher training and he said to me, you don't just have a voice, you have a voice. And he pointed to my temple and he said, you know, because I was going to decide to stay in India indefinitely and volunteer in the slums in Dharavi. And uh, he said to me, go back to Canada and lock yourself in a room and do all your art, paint, sing, write. And if nothing happens within a year, then you can come back to India and volunteer all you like. But please, for the love of humanity, leave this volunteering shit to us normal people. You're not normal. Oh, wow. That's beautiful. And did that advice like kind of just kick you in the ass you're like okay i'm gonna do this i have this gift i need to share it with everybody that's exactly what happened and so i came back to canada and i didn't know where i was gonna start i didn't know anyone in the music industry i had no music you know people were like oh you're a singer where can i hear you and i'm like nowhere yeah i don't have a computer (laughs) type of thing yeah you know it's like but it's it's such a amazing journey and um as like heartbreaking it is to hear your side of like um, going through pain with your relationship and everything um, almost like no pun intended your story is like turning into like a bigger picture where other people can hear your music and get healing or power just certain vibes from it and um, actually like uh, you released a music video a couple days ago too Mm -hmm. and uh, I was gonna ask if that was a true story the narrative of it but apparently it is as you revealed to me and uh, (laughs) yeah just uh, I'm gonna put it on our website if people want to see it but um, basically it's kind of has like you looking at your old self and um being an exotic dancer and leaving that behind and just uh, lyrically uh, the storytelling and everything's just amazing and powerful and Thank it's cool you. it's cool like seems like you put a lot of like not only time into like the music but um the visual concept of not only that video all your other videos as well and um do you are you a videographer yourself or I have now become one. Yeah, yeah. Because I heard you're really like hands on with like um, just your image and projecting all like the way you you put your stuff out. Like you're almost like a director in a way. Yeah. Well, I did actually direct a couple of the videos that yeah. are that are out and um, helped you know with the editing with a few of them and. Um, I also have a clay animation that's coming out in March cool. that I did myself uh, with two of my friends who'd also never done film before or, or clay animation. So, you know, it's been um, a learning process. And honestly, it came out of a little bit of like um, necessity because I just didn't have the money to pay for, you know, companies to do these things for me yeah and so out of that necessity came creativity and so i had to figure out okay how can i do this with five hundred dollars because that's what i have mm-hmm. and uh that just meant i had to do a lot of the legwork yeah yeah and at the same time uh watching those videos too you wouldn't tell like you had like five hundred dollars you know i see some bigger budget stuff and i don't know like 
sometimes they don't have like a soulful impact in a way. There's something raw about seeing your videos and they're moving where I find like a lot of like not every big budget stuff, but a lot of them are like kind of copy and paste in a way of like a certain image where yours is just very unique and each video has like a different style and uh, it's it's amazing. Uh, I'm trying to think of the what's what's the the one uh, really sexy song you have where the it's like very close shot up. And, oh, leave my heart behind. Yeah, yeah. It's it's cool because almost like um, the visuals are simple, but it matches the the story of the song so much it's like watching it on the computer it's like you're very intimate with uh with yourself and your partner on it and it's like it's just uh i don't know it's it's interesting you got like a a certain like skill which i think can turn into like maybe directing a film or something down the road or Oh, thanks. Well, I didn't direct Leave My Heart Behind. I actually oh, okay, met yeah. some really cool uh, cool people in New Orleans as I was traveling through there. And I got connected with this director. And um, he basically... I had met him like the day before. I was only in New Orleans for two days. I met him one day, and then the next day we just shot a video. Oh, wow. So it was lovely. Yeah, It was really a lovely experience. Um, They did a fantastic job. And then I came back to Canada, and I had some other footage from, you know, cross-country going across the States, and I used that um, with... uh, some performance footage to make House in a Range mm-hmm. and uh, edited all that stuff together. And then, uh, you know, A Lost Find, I directed and edited. And my my pianist and co-writer, Tom, he actually was my cinematographer. So we did that together. And then, um, what was the other one? Oh, You Don't Know Me, Nana, one of my very best friends. Um, she's an actor and uh, she... She decided, you know, she was going to direct You Don't Know Me. Mm, And we pulled that together in a very short time as well. Yeah, it looks amazing, too. It's got, like, such a great, like, vibe to it and everything. And Thank you. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like a mix of, like, modern look. And then you also go to, like, some of this grainy footage. It reminds me of, like, when I see... um, like documentaries on old Hollywood in a way and it's it's just got this cool energy to it but then you see the CN Tower in the background you're like oh it's in Toronto yeah. but yeah yeah it's it's really really awesome thank you yeah yeah and um what i love about all these um singles that you put out too they each have their own vibe and like a diff again i keep using the word story like no pun intended but uh, it's just uh you almost take people on like these different journeys in a way and thank you yeah. that's that's my intention 100 percent. yeah it's super cool and um with your your latest video like um kind of going back on your story of being like the exotic dancer and all that um mm-hmm. is it hard to revisit stuff like that um it can be yeah, yeah. um so money ain't free uh I was actually sitting, I had met the director, Karima, uh, in the summertime, and she, you know, proposed this concept to me. And uh, we had been discussing my life, and the thing that really struck her was the fact that I had to put on these different personas to basically get through different, you know, days in my life. Yeah. Or sometimes different, you know, I'll be one persona, I'll be like story, and then I have to go to work, and then I'm this other person, and, you know, then I'm home with my mom, and I'm this other person, and it was just... Um, 
you know, it was a survival mechanism that I had to create, like, you know, being in an abusive relationship and being in an industry that I didn't really want to be in at the time. Yeah. Um, So going back to dancing, Money Ain't Free is really about that. It was like having to go back, even though it had caused me so much trauma, but, you know, having been in debt and having wanting uh, wanting to, you know, continue doing my art and funding my art and not having the support from anyone because I, I literally was nowhere you know no one could find me there wasn't anything about me so it's not like people were going to just give me funding just because i'm like super talented you know they don't know that Mm -hmm. true true so um it was hard for me but it was a great way for me to also reclaim the space for my own and and figure out you know and see the the sex industry as something that wasn't all negative yeah yeah true true and um it's it's interesting too. Um, I've had like other artists on here, uh, like such as comedians too, and um, they said like um, sometimes they'll write a joke that's like very self-deprecating or like from like a time that made them feel uncomfortable, but then turning that into an art piece and having it for others to enjoy afterwards, it almost has this feeling that. Um, they've dominated that part of their life in a way it's like Mm. it's like they went through something bad and now it's like a big like fuck you it's like i'm making money off this now it's like or i'm in the comedian perception it's like oh now everybody's laughing at it it's just like putting your foot down on that do you feel like releasing this is maybe kind of dominated like all that old pain that you've got from that well, the thing that's really difficult is that I'm not famous, you know, so mm-hmm. I'm I'm not really like in a place where I can just be like, oh, you know, I've made it and now I'll never have to see that world again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it, it is hard. And also the fact that like my family, some of them still didn't know. And so this is all coming in and surfacing very recently. Oh, okay. And yeah. so I put out uh, actually an email uh, blast when the video came out to my email subscribers. And I actually got a lot of unsubscribes on on this oh, no way. particular um, email and I think it was because I opened up about my life as you know having been a, a sex worker yeah. and so uh, it was very interesting and I had to remember that you know I couldn't take this personally yeah true true because um I don't know I it, it seems like um, even like reading like your articles on your website and stuff you're very intuitive about being real to yourself and keeping true to yourself and i think by putting that out in your music too you're gonna attract the right type of people you want to listen to your music you know like maybe if like somebody's like oh i'm unsubscribing now because of this maybe they're not the ones who are meant to be listening to you exactly especially if you're going to be telling like your whole journey and like this is this is just the beginning of uh, a bigger thing you know for sure for sure and and honestly i also i i focused on the negative but i I really should be focusing on the fact that even though it was the most unsubscribes, it was also the most emails I got back from other women, you know, thanking me for being vulnerable and sharing my story and like sharing little bits about themselves as well. And that was really lovely. So that's what I need to focus on. You know, not the haters. I need to focus on the people who love me and who are are resonating with the music and who are empowered by it. Yeah, yeah. And I find like um, sometimes not following the trends... um, it may take a little longer 
but you can still build. It just takes a bit of patience. And actually, me and my one artist friend had this one conversation. We, we came up with a, a slogan. It kind of sounds cheesy, but it's so like, I know it's the truth. But uh, we said like, fuck faking it till you make it. Reel it till they feel it. And, <laughs> <laughs> and just keep doing you. And I, I noticed too with this show too, because I'm not like... Um, I've had like some bigger guests too. And I had moments where I could have turned like little snippets into like clickbait and stuff like that. But it's not like what I'm about too. And Mm. I feel maybe if you grow in a direction that's not true to you at the time when you say make it quote unquote big um, and you're being somebody else, that's going to lead to like, I don't know, maybe like some sort of depression or anything or like all these like different things because you're you're being looked at from somebody who's not you and i've seen it happen in like in different with different musicians and stuff like that too where they're they were unhappy with what they were making in just kind of going because a label told them to write this song and like Mm. etc it's i can go on and on and on but um what what i feel like is special about you is it's so authentic and Thank every you. way yeah you're welcome thank you thanks for putting that out it's um i know it's refreshing to see like different artists like that too and i, j- I just got i got this feeling about you that uh it's gonna keep growing and something special and what's amazing and congratulations on the juno nomination thanks. in uh like you meant you said earlier you're not that big but that's a huge deal this is like this, there's people watching you in the industry and obviously like uh like when i watched your stuff like moved by your music so mm. i don't know like uh how, how did that feel to get the news that you got nominated for a juno it was amazing i didn't really believe it at first because uh you know the night before i messaged my publicist ola and i was like hey um are you going to be meeting me at cbc for my interview i had an interview there um on the day that they were doing the nominations and she's like no i'm going to the nomination ceremony but i'll be in the same building if there's any issues let me know i said okay cool so i just thought to myself okay i didn't get an email i wasn't invited to this nomination ceremony then i probably didn't get anything so Mm -hmm. i didn't think anything of it i'm walking to the building three minutes before my interview and I get a text from a friend going hey congratulations and I'm like are you shitting me like Like, don't fucking play with me this is not a funny joke you know like (laughs) what's your source and he's like no seriously and then I get a text from Ola saying hey what the hell you're nominated come upstairs as soon as you're done your interview so it just so happened I was in the, the CBC building like how many times I've been there twice now oh that's so actually was, a little was, spooky like the timing and everything yeah, divine that's cool timing. yeah, yeah really cool. i love shit like that. so i got to walk the red carpet and they didn't even have my name on a piece of paper so we had to like write it makeshift you know what i mean <laughs> all, all that stuff so it was really fun um i had a really really great morning that morning and you're just um you know i got a call from jamaica sly and and rory and they just congratulated me and I was like thank you congratulations to you too and uh so it was super fun and um honestly I 
I feel really blessed, and I feel like it just came at the right time. Yeah, definitely. And you said it came at the right time. Were you like uh, maybe like questioning yourself? Like, mm-hmm. No, I uh, no, no. Actually, no. I think I'm believing in myself more than I ever have in my life. Yeah. Um, I'm learning positive self talk. You know, I'm learning to let that monkey brain not get the best of me and to shut it the fuck up and fill it with like positive shit. You know, like no you're awesome you're powerful you're gonna do this you're impactful um and uh where was i going with this um we were talking about um like it coming at the right time for oh you. yeah yeah so no i i'm very i've been very positive lately but um i do have this album launch on february 20th and um I don't have a marketing budget. I don't have a team. I don't, you know what I mean? Like, I am a one-woman show, you know? I've, uh, I just hired my publicist. I have, you know, my buddy who is my right-hand man, Tom, who, like, co-writes and co-produced the album with me Mm -hmm. and who also kind of co-manages me and stuff. But he's also a professor at a university, dean of a college. Like, he's super busy. And and he lives in uh, Sherbrooke, you know, in Quebec. So... I've been doing kind of everything and um, it was a little overwhelming and I was like, how are people going to get to hear this? So getting this Juno nom just really enabled me to get into a few more doors and to open up a little bit more of a platform for this album to be seen and heard for what I think it is actually worth, you know? Yeah. 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 That's, that's amazing too. And uh, yeah, it's cool to, to hear you're expanding your team. You got Ola, amazing publicist. She's She's like, wicked. Just, I don't know. She, she's got so much heart and just so good at what she does and everything. And, um, and yeah, it's just, um, it's cool to hear like you're getting all this momentum and everything. And you mentioned, um, the album release. So on this date, um, you actually got two, one in Toronto and one in Montreal, right? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. And what's, what's the dates again? Uh, February 20th in Toronto and the 22nd in Montreal. Awesome. Awesome. And uh, so is it going to be live set, um, selling the album as well? Yep. So we're going to have physical copies and everything. Yep. We're going to have vinyls. We're going to have CDs. We're going to have really cool like woman power sweaters and T-shirts. And we're going to also be playing the entire album top down like how it is in the like because it's a concept album. Right. Um, With a full band. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be fantastic. And actually, it's the band who played on the record. So I'm really stoked for this performance. Nice, nice. Actually, too, um, I noticed uh, you're also on Junior T's album a couple times oh, yeah. as well. And I just want to quickly shout him out. Uh, I haven't seen him in a couple of years, but uh, I do a lot of videography in like the hip hop circles. And um, the last time we saw each other, we were at an event and uh he ended up buying me a beer and i was like i got your next one and then i got really busy and i haven't seen him in like two years but it's always in my uh, my head it's funny because i went to dundas square and the like he was on like a big billboard and i just looked up i'm like i owe that guy a beer even though he probably doesn't even remember but uh, i'm excited to cross paths with him and that's such a special project he's put together i know it took a few years and uh your tracks on there are amazing as well and yeah how was um how was it like working with him oh my god well junior is 
one of my closest friends. He's a wonderful human, first and foremost, and a very, very talented person and humble, you know. And uh, it was really an honor to be on that album that he that he put together. Um, it happened really organically, you know. Um, it was like three year, years ago when I uh, drove to L.A. Um, a bunch of, you know, Toronto people went out there as well. And I went over to the house that they were all staying at and Junior was there. And that's how uh, the song Try Me with Nate Husser happened. And it was just like, oh, I'm just going to do a little thing in the booth. And, and, and Nate started rapping on it. And then it was just like it turned into a song. And then... Uh, it was actually then I came back to Toronto after that, and it was like a year later. I had come back from Jamaica. I think after I'd just done Another Man oh, with okay. Sly and Robbie, I'd just like come back from that trip. And I messaged Junia. It's like 2 in the morning, and I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm in bed, but uh, you want to meet me at the studio? Oh, that's cool. And I'm like, okay. So I go to the studio, <laughs> And um, he's like, how was your trip to Jamaica? I'm like, it was dope. You know, I played him some stuff. And he's like, well, I'm working on this thing. So he plays me this track. And he's like, you want to be on it? You want to like, you know? I'm like, yeah, sure. So I like write some lyrics. And I just go in the booth and I sing it once. Just like jammed it through. One take? That was... And Junior was like, yeah, that's perfect. Okay. You know what I mean? (laughs) That was really how... Where you at though? Or W-Y-A-T. Yeah. Um came together so it was really lovely it's very organic working with junior he's he's um he's just uh an energetic you know ball of sunshine yeah yeah even like yeah just full of soul too and it's it's cool to see like a lot of the names of the features on his album too because i feel like yourself and the other people he's chose just have a certain like energy to them and just i don't know it's just people who are real you know in a way like mm-hmm. it's it's pretty cool it's actually awesome to hear you alongside with like a couple rappers as well too it's like sounds different than your solo stuff in a way but it also mm-hmm. fits perfectly in a way and cool. i don't know are you are you working on more stuff like that style or yeah actually so i went to london and uh this was in december i spent about a month out there and uh i was working with this producer from new york and uh ray angry and um we in like two weeks we basically wrote and demoed like a whole another album cool cool. and it's a lot more like up tempo some dance stuff like yeah and and we definitely want to get a couple rappers i think on a couple songs so yeah 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 it's a little bit more lighthearted. yeah that's cool it seems like with you too it's like almost like uh your creative well is never dry in a way like it seems like this is like an infinite thing and what's getting me so excited about you releasing this album and just to see where this goes i don't like i can say it like over and over again but i think your music is something very special and uh beyond just like the concepts and everything it's just very thought out and uh, i hope everybody who's listens to this uh goes checks it out and it's easy to follow your career too there's like four or five up right now and then the junior t album too so like get on it like be and then you can be like oh i'm that cool person who knew about this before it got really big (laughs) you know but uh, yeah yeah so um 
you got the Junos coming up, mm-hmm. the album release, mm-hmm. um, this other thing you're working on too. Um, what's I, I want to say what's next, but that's like seems like a, a handful of stuff. Uh, yeah, I'm really like trying to take it almost one day at a time at this point because yeah, yeah. I'm just so overwhelmed. I'm I'm basically working like 14, 16 hours a day, and um, I feel great about it because you know there's really nothing that I can do physically more than I'm already doing yeah yeah. so I'm just hoping that the universe is going to guide me and that you know people will align themselves with me that are meant to align themselves with me I'm not forcing relationships I'm not forcing anything you know like Mm -hmm. but one thing that I have been doing recently and and I I say this to a lot of other artists is you know ask for help because if you don't ask, then you can't get it. You know, sometimes people are going to say no, but who cares? You know, um, and this is something that I had to learn actually um, being a stripper. You know, like how many guys would say no that they don't want to dance? I couldn't take it personally. I just had to go to the next person. No, yeah, okay, yeah. next person. No, eventually somebody is going to say yes. Mm-hmm, it's a yeah. numbers game at that point. It's true, too. Because even like uh, I don't like hang out at a lot of those places, but uh um, a couple times, like for different birthdays, people take me there, and it's just like uh, I, I, I get approached by a dancer, and uh, I'd be like really attracted to her and everything. It's like, hey, let's go to the back. It's just like I, I turn it down, you know. I'm like, I'm not paying for this. Maybe like I'm out, my girlfriend's at home. I'm feeling guilty in the back of my head or something. So it, it is impersonal all the time too, and it's just I don't know, like um, that whole world. Um, I don't know. It's um, it interests me too because uh, I I believe like I don't, I don't look at like sex workers as a negative and everything too. It's like they serve a purpose. They make people happy too. But I also see like from the few times I've been there, there's also like a heavy amount of danger to the work too. Um, if um, your the security's not up to par at like certain clubs and stuff like that have you ever had a, mo- a moment where you had like a dangerous like client come in or yeah you, yeah yeah is it like really really common in there? um i would say that because i don't drink or do any drugs and i'm always very much in my right mind yeah. that i'm able to navigate things a lot better and i have a very good sense i think a lot of dancers learn how to read people very quickly and so we know when people are dangerous i actually think it's more dangerous in the real world when people are not aware and they're kind of living in a bubble and they don't know that there are predators out there and that's how you know my ex found me because i was in this little bubble where i didn't realize there were predators when you're there you're like okay i have my guard up so i'm going to be more resilient and more proactive um definitely there's times when people do do some pretty shitty shit like and um if it was in another environment it would definitely be something that the police would be on but because it's in there you know people don't do anything because it's like oh well you're already a stripper so who gives a fuck about you you know what i mean that's not fair at all that's that's no but it's it's the reality Mm -hmm. and uh and that's you know it's even worse for women who are you know prostitutes and who do out calls and stuff like that and um uh you know that's that's something that that our society needs to change but um i think that uh i think that there's danger everywhere you know yeah 
I, it is a very exploitative uh, industry, though. I would say that. Yeah. yeah. And, but I mean, so is the music industry. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I don't know, I guess everywhere you go to. Sadly, it's yeah. not as different as you would think. Oh, wow. That's that's really interesting to me. Is there any like similarities like on your mind right now that coincide? Well, I'll just say this, that essentially when I go to a club, it doesn't matter where in the world, if I'm going to a strip club and I want to work there, I go in, I say, hi, I'd like to work here. They might ask me to do a song on the pole, like dance a song on the pole, or maybe like just do a spin. If I meet the criteria, then they're like, okay, you can work. I don't have to suck anyone's dick. I don't have to, you know, stroke anyone's ego. I literally can just work. Yeah. And then I make the decision as to, you know, do I want to do this for money? Do I not? You know, and, and that is my own autonomy. Uh, in the music industry, it's not as as not it's not as clear cut. You know, there's a lot of predators out there that want to have sex with you, that want you to do things with them, and then if you don't, they'll just not let you go back into that studio again, or not invite you to that next event, or you know what I mean? Yeah, I heard about this too, and it's like I'm not as deep in the music industry as a lot of as yourself or like a lot of people on my show, but it's almost like these toxic gatekeepers too and it's it's some stories are absolutely frightening too and like wow like have you had like a moment in the music industry where they're just like i've had many wow really that's that's so hard so many and honestly it was like um because for many years i was taking meetings by myself i was going by myself everywhere Mm -hmm. and i didn't really have a choice you know like who was going to go on the road with me you know um but um now I I kind of I'm just doing my own thing. Yeah, yeah. I stick to myself, I stick to my circle, I stick to my support team. I'm trying to include more women in in my circle as well. Um there's a lack of them in the industry, not that they're not there and that they're not capable, but that they're just not um you know necessarily uh have the heaviest resumes. You know, mm-hmm. so they're not getting all the accolades that they deserve. Yeah. But um but I think things are changing and we just need to continuously, you know, put women in the forefront. And um Yeah, I, I'm I'm optimistic. Yeah, that's good. That's good. You need optimism to like make these changes too, you know. It's like you have that mind, you're gonna be able to like strike and push towards that and everything. But that's amazing. Like um I think uh, I'm almost out of time right now. I feel like I could talk to you forever. I'm just like, damn it. <laughs> but maybe down the road, uh, we can do a part two or something. Yeah. But I, uh, I just want to thank you for being so open on the show. And uh, again, I'm new fan to your music. I'm excited for the album release. And uh, before we take off, is there anything you want to say? No, I don't think so. I mean, I would just say for anybody who, you know, likes the music, share it. You know, as indie artists, we need people to just share and like and comment and all of those little things, you know, pre-saving the album. Those things make a big difference to us and they don't cost you anything but a click, you know? True, true. So, um yeah that's pretty much it that's awesome and uh, for people listening to this on spotify itunes stitcher google play talk to you etc etc i want to let you know i'm having or this is kind of a, a little announcement i'm releasing a new website but we're still going to be posting our archive on girthradio.com so uh 
Right now, you'll be able to see a picture of Story in the studio, links to everything we talked about, dates for her album releases, and all the music videos she has released. So that's www.girthradio.com. Again, Story, thank you so much. I had a great time talking. Anytime, anytime. And uh, yeah, we're going to end it off with a song. Hey, babe.